Hi, I'm Peter Navarro with this latest edition of the Taking Back Trump's America podcast. In this edition, I'm going to give a reading of a new article published this week in American Greatness based on the Taking Back Trump's America book. The backstory here is that with Jared Kushner preparing to publish a new book this month about his years in the White House, I thought it important to give the American public a heads up that Kushner's book is far more of a fiction designed to position himself as the real president during the Trump years than an honest account of all the things Jared screwed up. Lest you think this is any score settling, please know that Jared and I left the White House on cordial speaking terms. But history is history, and as my Taking Back Trump's America book preaches, we must not repeat the historical mistakes of the first Trump term. So, here's what you need to know about Jared Kushner. And here's why he should never darken the door of the Oval Office again, at least in any official capacity. And thanks to American Greatness for having the courage to publish this piece. The real clown prince you need to know. Take credit for what worked. Shift the blame for what didn't. Run to daddy-in-law whenever the big bad chief of staff got in his way. That was Jared Kushner's M.O. during the long four years I had to serve alongside the man most responsible for the loss of the Trump White House. Kushner came to the D.C. swamp on the coattails of his wife as nothing more than a young and rich, run-of-the-mill liberal New York Democrat with a worldview totally orthogonal to the president he would putatively serve. Yet, within the West Wing, Kushner considered himself to be the ultimate Trump whisperer. In private, Jared would boast about how he had brought the president back from whatever brink of the day was secure the border, leave NAFTA, slap tariffs on China. Never mind, he was derailing, deterring, and delaying Trump's Make America Great agenda in real time at great political and economic costs. Jared's neuter the boss role quickly became a source of friction between us. He believed that I, more than anyone inside the West Wing, could rile up the president to take actions that, in fact, were totally consistent with Trump's campaign promises. But as this particular Wall Street transactionalist liked to say, and it always made me cringe, that was the campaign, this is reality. In the cold light of a January West Wing day, there was simply no other scenario than a nepotistic one where this decidedly unqualified clown prince would wind up sitting as a modern-day Rasputin at the right hand of a Washington god. Here's an albeit tongue-in-cheek sample day in the life of Kushner. At daybreak, back-channel his Chinese Communist Party handlers on the latest in trade negotiations, and thereby weaken the bargaining position of United States Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer. Mid-morning, help Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman evade any responsibility for the murder of Jamal Khashoggi and thereby send Secretary of State Mike Pompeo into yet another paroxysm of rage. At noon, ping Israeli Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu on the latest in Mideast peace talks 
and thereby keep National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien like a mushroom in the dark heaped in Jared's excrement, which doesn't stink, or so we were told. Mid-afternoon, meet with his staff on the latest developments in mismanaging the pandemic and see what else they can screw up. While at sunset, call the vice president's chief of staff, Mark Short, and see what data they can manipulate to make it look like the pandemic is getting better. Afterwards, drop into the Oval Office for the fifth time that day to see the boss and tell him how great his polls look. Kushner would endlessly peddle this, the polls look great, piddling stream to whoever would listen. And it would be this single piece of utter Kushner bullshit that would contribute so much to the inertia and lack of urgency within both the West Wing and campaign headquarters. Ultimately, the biggest failure of the 2020 election was the failure of the Trump campaign itself. This was a campaign that went from a beautifully executed 2016 Steve Bannon masterpiece with 20 people on Trump Force One barnstorming flyover country to the ugliest kind of 2020 Air Force One equivalent of Hillary Clinton's beyond bloated Hindenburg of a campaign. The construction of this Hindenburg may be laid squarely at the doorstep of the anything but dynamic duo of the geek freak Brad Parscale, putatively the campaign manager, and Kushner himself, the real campaign manager. These dumb and dumber political geniuses, Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey should play them in the movie version, squandered hundreds of millions of dollars on ridiculous baubles like Super Bowl ads and a massively bloated payroll. One of the few staunch supporters of Trump in Silicon Valley, Peter Thiel, would write a $250,000 campaign contribution check. Imagine how Thiel felt when he realized his tech bucks were used to pay for less than two seconds of a 60-second $10 million Super Bowl ad aired some 10 months before Election Day. In the final weeks before November 3rd, the Trump campaign, the most well-funded in history, would have to pull its ad expenditures in key battleground states like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin because it was out of cash. And the Biden campaign would outspend the Trump campaign by about $75 million in this critical home stretch. To this day, my old boss still has no idea just how much damage the Kushner Rasputin did to the presidency and the Trump agenda during his four-year reign of error at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And that work of fiction Jared is now readying to publish is just self-serving manure to obscure such damage. Fortunately, if Trump makes it back to the White House, it will be a Kushner-free zone. Kushner has already disqualified himself from future White House employment by cashing in on his White House connections to fund his many entrepreneurial ventures. Peter Navarro served as Trump's assistant to the president for trade manufacturing policy. This article is adapted from his new book, Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House 
and how we'll win it back. Available on Amazon today. Well, that's all, folks. And thanks again to American Greatness for publishing this article. You can find it at the American Greatness website at amgreatness.com. That's amgreatness.com. And please visit Amazon to order your copy of Taking Back Trump's America. It's the blueprint for taking back both the House of Representatives in 2022 and the White House in 2024. I'm Peter Navarro. We'll see you next time. Taking Back Trump's America. That's the incendiary new book from former Trump trade czar Peter Navarro, available on Amazon today. Stephen K. Bannon calls Taking Back Trump's America a brass-knuckled insider's account of the merciless 2020 fall and miraculous 2024 rise of the White House of Trump. Taking Back Trump's America is the blueprint for a new Trump White House that will truly make America great once again. Order Taking Back Trump's America today on Amazon.